0: Okay, I grab my pocket here oh anyway, hey, let's look this morning at uh abraham's blessing i mean it it made it in the Bible for a reason it keeps coming up, so let's see what we got here uh, we're going to look at Galatians chapter three and let me switch to the King James here, and in the King James we've got uh down here at uh, uh let's see let's scroll down here to uh well, I got my scroller off. There we go. Uh, you know, uh, just to pull this out. Um, Galatians chapter 3, starting at um, verse 1, he says, Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you that you should not obey the truth, before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth, crucified among you? Okay, so he's talking to the whole group at this church, okay? And it's kind of like, well, this is church information. This is about Jesus Christ. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Uh, but look down here at um, verse 6. Just six verses later it says, Even as Abraham believed God. Now, wh- why did we bring up Abraham? I mean, what's, what's so important about him? He's, he's dead and gone. Well, it was some things that uh, Abraham did. And it was some things that God did with Abraham. So there must be something important, in other words, for us today. Verse 6, Even as Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness... Now, righteousness in its most simplest definition means right. Why did it, that's a financial word here, was accounted. So, in other words, he was in the, you know, in your balance book, he had some right. Well, how was right given to him? Well, listen, we all know we've blown it. There's not a perfect one among us. We've all sinned and come short of God's glory. But God accounted to him for righteousness. He didn't say, you know, Abraham was just really just, he was a great Christian, No, he wasn't. We're all messed up. We've all made mistakes. But God uh, has justified the ungodly, we read in the Scriptures. That's the reason Jesus died for our sins. It's the central theme about it. But anyway, so Abraham believed God and it was accounted to him for righteousness. In other words, God treated him as though he was not guilty for his sins. See, this is how you lose your prayer life. When you go into prayer and you really need something, because the accuser of the brethren, he's just he's, he's a fallen angel, he and his cronies, he will begin to give you thoughts, and you'll think they're your thoughts. Well, I've not been the greatest Christian, and I lost my cool the other day. Quit worrying about losing your cool. Peter denied the Lord. Mercy. Three times. As a matter of fact, when he said, Lord, I'll die for you, I'll go to the cross with you. Jesus turned and said, Before the cock crows, you'll deny me thrice. And the very next thing Jesus said in John chapter, that was John 13, the last verse, John 14, verse 1, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. He told Peter on the heels of, The cock will crow after, the cock will, you'll deny me three times before the cock crows twice. He says, Don't let your heart be troubled. You just believe in me. And then what Abraham did, Abraham believed God. In other words, I'm only going to make it by the grace of God. That's where we stand. We're only going to make it by the grace of God. But Abraham, what did he do? He believed God. God treated him as though he was perfect in his eyes. Know ye therefore that they which are of faith. In other words, what was of faith? Abraham just believed God. What did Abraham, what did Abraham believe? Well, God had come to Abraham. We'll look in a moment. In Galatians. I mean, excuse me, Genesis chapter 12. And he said, I will bless you. I know life looks horrible, but if you will believe God will bless you, you'll find out, praise God, he will bless me. So, know ye therefore they which are of faith, the same are the children of Abraham. So apparently, there's some children of Abraham around today. Yes, you and I. The scripture foreseeing that God would justify the heathen. Now there we go. Justify the heathen. Heathen meaning anybody who's not a Jew. Okay, Through what? Through faith preached before the gospel unto Abraham, saying, In these shall, look at this, all nations be blessed. We think it's just the Jews. No, there was a reason it was just the Jews to start with. God had nobody, that he chose a nation, okay? Abraham started from there, which symbolized later on that he chose you for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever, but anyway, look at verse 9. So then they which be of faith, uh uh-oh, are blessed with faithful Abraham. Now let me switch this to the living Bible, and let's see uh, if we put it in uh, a more uh, current language here that we still see these same things. Verse 6, Abraham had the same experience. God declared him fit for heaven only, uh uh-oh, because he believed God's promises. I mean, really. What are we going to do to get to heaven? What good thing do you think you're going to do to get you to heaven? You haven't come up with it yet. That's because there's nothing you can do other than believing in Jesus Christ. Now, this is your Bible. Verse 8. What's more, the Scripture looked forward to this time when God would save the Gentiles also through their faith. God told Abraham about this long ago when he said, I bless those in every nation who trust me as you do. Boy, that's good. We can rest easy. Well, how's that going to affect my pocketbook? How's that going to affect the problems I have? What if I get sick? You know, our nation's worried about health care. Well, I know, but that's just getting help. By the time you get to doctors, it's worse than that. Health care is not going to help you. You want to get well. This is the good part about it. So it is, all who trust Christ shall, uh, look at this, share the same blessing Abraham received. Oh, mercy. The same blessing, I want to show you a blessing that God told Abraham. And in the light of this, the thing that will throw you out of it is your denial that it belongs to you. I'm going to show you something. Watch this. Let's go all the way back to uh, where God said some of these things to Abraham. These are not hard to find. This one's actually going to be in Genesis chapter 15. And if you decided, you know, I'm just going to read the Bible myself, you would have got it by the 15th chapter. You would have seen it. I want to watch I want to show you what he said to Abraham here. Oh. Look at this. Oh. And he said unto Abram. Now remember, whatever he said to Abram belongs to this. Know of a surety. Now wouldn't that sound like a promise? Yeah. That your seed shall be a stranger in a land that's not theirs. And they'll serve them and shall afflict them for 400 years. Well, you could figure that out. That's Egypt. They went down into Egypt. Okay. Genesis and Exodus. Exodus meaning they got out of there. They didn't stay there long. But watch this. Now this is... uh, Watch this. Verse 14. And also that nation whom they shall serve will I judge. And afterward... I tell you what. This stuff about prosperity, that's just not God. God doesn't want us to be blessed. Uh, We are just closing our eyes... And holding our ears to these promises. Look at this. They will come out with great substance. You can read after you've read Genesis. There's 50 chapters. You may put your hands on your hips and go, oh, it's so hard. Remember, that's just a temptation from the devil. He doesn't want you reading your Bible at all. You would read Genesis. My mom reads novels this thick. I've watched her... You know, these romance books, they were scattered all over where she read at the table and whatever. She's always reading one. And I thought, oh, no, there's no... I flipped through them sometimes. I never read a word. I looked for pictures. There were no pictures in any of that. I didn't like reading at all. But we as people can read. And you don't have to be one who loves to read. That's not it. But it wouldn't take you long to read Genesis. Well, when you read Exodus, we were talking about dogs a little while ago. The Israelites were over there and they were slaves to the Egyptians. But then when Moses was brought on the scene and all these plagues were taking place, one of the things that's of interest, you'd find out that not even a dog barked at the Israelites. Wow! And remember, not a single one of those plagues touched the Israelites either. These promises are ours. And also this is listed in there. The Bible says they spoiled the Egyptians. They had, all the, they had all their money and everything. They walked out money bags. Oh, wow. Anyway. And afterward, they'll come out with great substance. Now look at verse 15. I remember, this promise to Abraham is, is to you and I today, according to what we were just reading. And thou shalt go to thy fathers. That just means when you pass on, when you die. In peace... You don't have to worry about, I'm worried about my kids. Oh my goodness. Remember we looked last Sunday at promises to your children's children. You know, Everybody you see when you pass out of this life, you know they're going to be alright. Your kids, your grandkids. And when you go home to meet with Jesus, it's not going to be like, well you and Jesus are sure enough going to be wringing your hands there. You're going to know everything's taken care of. Everything's going to be alright. But look what else he says. You'll go to your fathers in peace. And thou shalt be buried, in what? A short life? Mm-mm. A good old age. Mercy. Well, should we worry? No. But there is a temptation to worry, isn't it? Because we think, well, yeah, but Richard, that's just the Bible, and you know, I have to deal with. Well, here's what you do. It's called believing. You believe this. You just simply say, you know, Lord. These things belong to me. And you'll find out, yes, they belong to you. Now, let me go show you. Uh, well, let's look at this in the living Bible. We read it out uh, in that. Let's see, that was verse, uh, verse 14 and 15. Let's read this in, in, in this Bible. It's going to read the same. Verse 14, I'll punish the nation that enslaves them. That's talking about Egypt. And at the end, they'll come out with <laughs> great wealth. You should expect this. You can't read your Bible and honestly walk away and think that God wants you to be poor. He does not. He does not. Look at verse 15. But you'll die in peace, look at that, at a ripe old age. And don't you remember the first commandment with promise is what? Honor your father and mother so that it'll be well with thee and you'll live long on the earth. Boy. Praise the Lord. So this is ours. Everything Abraham was promised belongs to us. Oh, look at the 12th chapter. This is when God first showed up to Abraham. And God told Abraham, leave your own country behind you. King James says, get thee out from among thy people. Okay. Leave your own country behind you and your own people and go to a land I'll guide you to. If you do, I'll cause you to become the father of a great nation. And I will bless you and make your name famous. And you will be a blessing to others. I will bless those who bless you and curse those who curse you, and the entire world will be blessed because of you. That's the reason we have God's blessing on us. That's what he says. He said, I'll bless you. Go back to that 15th chapter just a moment here. And uh, look at verse 1. <laughs> These things are... Uh, not, think a minute with me. I'm, I, Mom doesn't like me getting in front of you, but I'm just... Let's don't read the Bible. I mean, what's this in our Bible for? I don't, am I just going to get a star in Sunday school because I read it? Why all the details? God has told so many people this right here. Don't be fearful in the Bible. And he's telling you and I the very same thing. Why should we worry? Don't be fearful, Abraham. I will defend you. (laughs) Yeah. Lord, you don't know they got weapons of mass destruction. You never know who's out to get you, Lord. I'm so scared. Maybe a, a bad guy, maybe trying to get the guy next door. And he has the wrong address, and he might get me. God, what if I get cancer? What if this? What if that? What if I, we just worry ourselves literally to death? What did God say? I will defend you. I will give you. We need to be thankful. We're just going to heaven. Listen, I'm thankful we're going to heaven. I'm aggravated with me that I'm not walking in all these blessings. You know what I'm saying? God keeps telling me I got all these blessings. And so I'm aggravated with my own unbelief. I'm not disappointed with God. I realize what the problem is. You get yourself so depressed thinking that God won't do something. And the whole time Jesus is saying, whatever you ask me, I'll get it to you. Praise the Lord. Look at Abram's response. Abram replied and said, Oh Lord God Jehovah, what good are all your blessings? Uh oh, look at this. When I have no son. Now remember Abraham was how old? Well at this time he was ninety, and Sarah was eighty. Oh yeah, you he... <clears throat> for without a son some of my member some other member of my household will inherit all my wealth. Now I guess God at this point will be saying, you're missing the point here. There's a greater need than besides you having a child. Remember we studied last week 1 Samuel chapter 1. Hannah, she didn't have any kids and what would she do about it? She was crying and she went to the Lord and she prayed. And she got Samuel and she named him Samuel which means, here's a pop quiz. What does Samuel mean? Anybody know? It meant what? Asked of God. Remember that? Gee. The word Sam means asked of God. She didn't name him, eh, just whatever will be, will be. It'll just happen. No, it won't just happen either. Ask. Okay. But anyway, so here's another fellow saying, look, what good are all these blessings? And I don't even have a child. Boy, I tell you what, God went right after that. He said, hey. Remember, he told Sarah in a chapter later here, two chapters later, he said, Is there anything too hard for God? Because Sarah laughed. <laughs> I'm going to have a kid. (laughs) Why did she laugh? Some people say, well, she was really young. She just had had problems having a child. No, she was 80. She was beyond the age. There's another woman in the Bible, Elizabeth, John the Baptist's mother. She was way too old to have a child. Way too old, you know. And the Bible told Zachariah, John the Baptist's dad, your prayer is heard. You're going to have a son. Why did he just say, We need a super cat guy by the name of John the Baptist, and we appointed you? No, it's not what they said. He said, Zachariah, yes. Your prayers answered. And he was shocked. Anyway, back to this. For without a son, some other member of my household will inherit all my wealth. Of course, God ignores all this because God needs Abraham, just shut up. We got bigger things, we got bigger fish to fry than for you to have a child. God's got to help those in Africa. Remember, He can't help those in Africa until you get your worries off your heart. Delight yourself in the Lord, Psalm 37 says, and He'll give you the desires of your heart. Then Jehovah told Him, and I like to think, then means when He said this, and that's right. No, no one else will be your heir. (gasps) He's talking to me. For you will have a son to inherit everything you own. Then God brought Abraham outside beneath the nighttime sky and told him, look up to the heavens and count the stars if you can. Your descendants will be like that. Too many to count. And Abraham believed God. He must have known God had the power and ability and loved him enough to do that. Yeah. And that's where we're supposed to be. Wow. Wow. Verse 6 says he believed God and God considered him righteous on what? On account of what? His faith. Praise the Lord. I think Abraham's blessing, these things are all yours. Uh, let's go back here one more time to the book of Galatians. Oh. Here we go. Galatians chapter 3. And so let's pick up again where we were. Oh, so then they which be of faith are blessed with faithful Abraham. Wow. So now you can see how disappointing life can be if you don't know what God's promised you. Let me tell you something. Uh, The more you learn about Jesus from reading your Bible and stuff, you should just start resisting everything that hurts in your life. I mean, why does Psalm 55 verse 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord and he shall sustain thee. I mean... What, tell the Lord about the problems I've got so he can be with me while i got trouble? It's more than that. He'll get you out. He'll get you out. Okay, verse 10. For as many as are the works of the law are under the, cur- the curse. What? For it's written, cursed is everyone that continues not in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. In other words, if you miss one little mark, kind of like in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, you know, Adam and Eve, you know, it's chapter 3 when they disobeyed God. One little thing costs them everything. You miss one little mark. If I don't honor my mother here, I've blown that commandment. Well, guess about... uh, What's some other ones? Thou shalt not bear false witness. You ever told a lie? Not doing too good on that one either. You know? Especially when you get older and you watch some people that you think uh, don't do that, and they recommend you do. I'll never forget that. I was uh, in high school, and one of my counselors was saying because I had to go get something signed and sent over there. And, and my counselor, an older person, said, you tell them when you go in there that you're doing this. And I thought, that's a lie. And I'm 15 years old. And I remember I got in trouble over that because I couldn't do it. And, but I learned later on, that's okay. You just lie. Sometimes lying is good. That's where our society is, you know. But anyway, you blow one commandment, you've blown them all. Huh. Well, then it says, Cursed is everyone that continues not in all things that are written in the book of the law to do them. But that no man is justified by the law. In other words, we're made righteous in the sight of God. It's evident. For the just shall live by faith. And the law is not of faith, but the man that doeth them shall live in them. Verse 13, Christ has redeemed us. Huh? Redeemed us? From the the curse? Well, if you're redeemed from the curse, that's got to mean there's nothing left but blessing. That's right. Blessing? That's the reason, if you think about the 23rd Psalm, wherever you go, I mean, you're like the Pope. They roll out the red carpet for you. An entourage is around you. I mean, everything is turning green. It's working out fine for you. But sometimes we believe, in. You know, a well, I don't know. It can't always be this good. You ever read about Jesus? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John? The only trouble He ever had was when He said it was going to take place when he goes to the cross he said my life is mine to lie down and to take up again that commandment have I received from the Lord nobody takes my life I give it willingly and he had a free ride everywhere he went he fed a multitude one time and he didn't have anything he said hey y'all got any food back there and Philip said no it'll take 200 denarii to feed this crowd Peter said well we got a kid here's got two loaves and a few fishes what's that You know, five loaves and two fishes. Jesus said, have everybody sit down. And we know what happened. He fed them all. You never find Jesus all tore up and how life is ruined. And we're supposed to follow Jesus. But we've got a Jesus that we think is poor and broke and and nothing ever works out right for Him. No, read the book of Acts. Praise the Lord. Watch the apostles and watch what happened to them. It's true. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Let me switch this to the... uh, Living Bible, just a moment here. Start down here, verse 10. Watch this again. Yes, and those who depend on Jewish laws to save them are under God's curse. For the scriptures point out very clearly, cursed is everyone who at any time breaks, uh-oh, a single one of them. That's the reason I was named. Thou shalt not kill. I'm doing good on that. never murdered anybody. Well, okay. What about the next one? Thou shalt not steal. Yikes. I don't want to tell anybody. We've all blown it somewhere or another, you know. And if you miss a single one of these, you're toast. Consequently, it's clear that no one can ever win God's favor by trying to keep the Jewish laws. Because God has said that the only way to be right in His sight is by faith. That's why Abraham was so important. Abraham just believed God. As the prophet Habakkuk says, the man who finds life will find it through trusting God. Verse 12, how differently... This way of faith is from the law. It will make sense. That's the reason I'm telling you, quit trying to jump through hoops. Lord, I'm going to bargain with you. I will, if you'll give me this answer my prayer, I will, I'll not miss church next week. <laughs> I'll do this and I'll do that. No, pray in the name of Jesus. If there's things you need to do in your life, you'll work them out. You'll become a better person. Verse 13. Well, in anyway, verse 12. How different is this way of faith is the way of law, which says that a man is saved by obeying every law of God without one slip. Ooh, can't make that one. But Christ has brought us out from underneath the doom of that impossible system by taking the curse for our wrongdoing upon himself. For it's written, anyone who is hanged on a tree is cursed. Well, Jesus was. He was hung on a tree, wasn't he? as Jesus was hung on a wooden cross. Now God can bless the Gentiles too with this same blessing He promised Abraham. Wow! And all of us Christians can have the promised Holy Spirit through this faith. Wow! I'm redeemed from the curse. We all are. Switch back to the King John. I'm to wrap this up right here at the end. Watch this. I'm going to show you something. Uh, look down here at the end of the same chapter. Verse 26, for all the children of God, we are all the children of God by faith in Jesus Christ. In other words, when you believe in Jesus Christ, you become a child of God, is what he says. For as many as you have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. In other words, you believe in Jesus, okay? There's there's neither Jew nor Greek, there's neither bond nor free, there's neither male nor female, for you're all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ, look at this. You are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. It would do me good to find out what God ever told Abraham. (coughs) He got in trouble one time by taking a vacation down to see Pharaoh. Remember that story? Pharaoh looked around and said, his wife is good looking. Well, the way you get somebody's wife back then was you kill the husband. Oh, he died. Well, you're free. Well, Abraham had already cut a deal with Sarah and said, look, you're such a knockout at 80 years old. Okay, That's part of the blessing of Abraham too. You know, anyway, But anyway, watch this. So God, Abraham said, look, and remember that was his half-sister anyway, he said, let's walk a deal. You tell him you're my sister when we get there, okay? And Sarah said, okay. So when Pharaoh saw how beautiful Sarah was, uh, Sarah said, oh, no, that's, that's my brother, because Egypt had already, their little men in the black suits had already got her and stuck her in their harem. But anyway, the point was, Abraham was what worried for his life. Well anyway, what turned out was, God dealt with that situation. Uh, God told Pharaoh what was going on. Sarah got back with Abraham. Abraham, remember God had promised, I'll defend you? (laughs) I mean... Pharaoh didn't even get so mad like, well, I'm going to kill you for the way you treated me. No. Pharaoh's like, look, we ain't going to touch you. We're going to leave you alone. We are so protected. So protected. Let me switch this to the King James. I mean, to the Living Bible. Watch this. All right. Then I'm going to show you a blessing based on the uh, blessing of Abraham. That's yours. Then we'll stop. Watch this. Oh, uh, For now, look at it. Verse 26. For now we are all children of God through faith in Jesus Christ. And we have all been baptized into union with Christ, are enveloped by Him. Okay, we're with Jesus. Great. We're no longer Jews or Greeks or slaves or free or even merely men and women. We're all the same. We're Christians. We are all one in Christ. And now that we are Christ, we are true. Wow, this is what the Bible says about you. True descendants of Abraham. And all of God's, that should be just, they need to knock that S off, don't they? because we're only promised to go to heaven. No, it's promises. It's promises. Wow. All of God's promises to Him, (laughs) this is too much. Belong to us? Remember the ones we looked at? You'll go to your fathers in peace instead of going, oh, I just want to get out of this life. This life is so horrible. Just take me home, God. Oh, gosh. Nope. You've got to go to your fathers in peace. Where are you going to die young in a car wreck? No, you won't either. Because he says, a ripe old age. Wow. Well, yeah, but you can live to be long, but man, I'm going to be broke. No, you can't say that either. He said in the verse before that, great substance. Last scripture. And I want to show you this based on what you know right now about Abraham. This is in the 13th chapter. And uh, uh, let's go right down here to... Here it was, I passed it. Look at verse 11. Well, 10. Uh, one Sabbath, as he was teaching, this is Jesus, in a synagogue, that's the Jewish place of worship, he saw a seriously handicapped woman who had been bent double for 18 years. You know this story. It's just back trouble. Man, my back's hurt before, but I tell you what, I, I'm thankful I know i got somebody who knows back help for me. And it's this. Jesus has helped me so much. I went to the Grand Canyon one time, about five six years ago, and I hurt my back before I got there. And all the way out there and back, I had to do this. I had to sit down for a couple minutes. I just fake it. I beat Walmart, acting like I was looking at the bottom shelf. <laughs> no, it only works for about ten minutes. You know, it works that sciatic nerve, whatever. And I'm okay for about ten minutes. And all of a sudden, but you better believe I was trusting in this. And I'm tell you right now, I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine. I mean, because, I mean, what was my choices? You know what the doctor wanted to do? Yeah, come on in next week. I got my knife ready. We're ready to, you know. And I already heard all these horror stories. And I would have gone if I needed to. But, you know, man, once you've had back surgery, man, it's over with. So anyway, this woman was seriously handicapped. Been bit double for 18 years. Was unable to straighten herself. Calling her over to himself, he said, Woman, look at the words. You are healed Of your sickness. Now, wait a minute. I thought she was bent over. But Jesus said, you're healed. Wonder what Jesus say about us. He says the same thing. Well, watch what happened. He touched her instantly. She could stand straight. How she praised and thanked God. All but the local Jewish leader in charge of the synagogue, in other words, the preacher there, he was very angry about it. What? How Ridiculous. What if it was his daughter? I bet she had been happy about it. He was angry because Jesus healed her on the Sabbath day. There are six days a week in which you ought to work. Oh, mercy. I want you to see Jesus' response. We're going to quit. Watch this. Those days to come for healing. Well, at least he got it right saying healing can be depended on. He got that right. The Lord replied, You hypocrite! You work on the Sabbath. Look at this. Don't you untie your cattle from their stalls on the Sabbath and lead them to water? What's wrong for me? And, and is it wrong for me just because on the Sabbath day to free this Jewish woman? I'm going to switch to the King James. The King James says daughter of Abraham. But we can get it from Jewish woman. To free this Jewish woman from the bond uh, in which Satan has uh, held her for 18 years? Anyway, this shamed his enemies and all the people rejoiced for the wonderful things he did. What side do you think God's on here? Do you think God is on the rejoicing side? Yes, He's on the rejoicing side. Switch to the King James. Just one moment. Watch this. That was verse 16. Come in here, verse 16. Hello. I'm a little mouse here to work. There it is. Verse 16. What does it say? And ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan... Why should she get healed? Because she's a daughter of Abraham. You should be healed too. No matter what. Praise the Lord. I got to show you one more. Hang on. Won't take but a second. But it sure makes the point. You can't miss where this is. This is the very last verse in the book of John. I read this the other day myself. See how this affects you and I. Verse twenty-five, the very last word that John said in John's Gospel, John three sixteen, God so loved the world. You know that book, Fourth Gospel, okay? And there are many other things which Jesus did, the which, if they should be written, every one, I suppose that even the world itself could not contain the books that should be written. Amen. So does that mean to my heart? I guess God won't do nothing for me. <laughs> I need to go back and read this book again. Watch this. That's chapter 22. The very last verse in verse 20 after the resurrection here. Look what he says here. And many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of His disciples, which are not written in this book, but these are written that you might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing you might have life through His name. Do you think He's quit doing miracles for you and I today? He's pouring out miracles like crazy. He's pouring them out for us. Look at these two in the in the Living Bible, just a second. See if they jump off the page at us. 31. Jesus' disciples saw him do many other miracles besides the ones told about in this book. But these are recordings so that you might believe that he's the Messiah, the Son of God. And that believing you might have life through his name. Is it endless? Well, I'm going to stop right here. Watch this. Look at this. (laughs) Oh. We'll pick up 20. We'll read that right there. I am that disciple. He was standing right there. I saw these events and recorded them here. And we all know that my account of these things is accurate. And I suppose that if all the other events in Jesus' life were written, the whole world could hardly contain the books. No wonder we hear songs, you know, like the love of God. The heavens is a, is a what do they call it, a scroll. And every man a scribe by trade. And the ocean was the ink. The way those lyrics are, listen, it's so powerful. They said they would drain the ocean dry to write about the things of Jesus drain the ocean, dry. Oh, Jesus, he don't ever do nothing for me. Mercy, that's because we've locked him out. Here he is. He's knocking at the door. And that was written to Christians. Father, we thank you for your word. We thank you. By your stripes we're healed. Hallelujah. You'll take care of us health-wise. And you'll take care of us financially. Praise God. If there's any problem, it's not even financial. It's not even health. It's just something bugging us. Oh, we're just worried about it. Lord, fix that. And you'll do it. I know you will. Lord, didn't leave anything left for, for us to tell others about Jesus, and that's what we're going to do. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, amen, amen, amen. Well, good deal. Glory. Yeah. Uh, we're coming up on Passover. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, it's,